0: In this episode, I'm going to recap some of the major themes and insights from the last nine episodes. And I do this so that you really have a map to navigate the podcast in general. I'm so grateful to have spoken to so many people from different places in the world in the last nine episodes. People living in the US, in the UK, in Sweden, and in the Netherlands. I spoke to a serial entrepreneur, a world famous thought leader, a psychology researcher, an education leader, and a well being and DEI advocate. In addition to these interview episodes, I also included four solo episodes that start to dive deeper into the philosophy behind Breakdown Wake Up and give you specific tools that you can use to deepen your own understanding of the wisdom behind your distress. Breakdown Wake Up is about discovering the groundbreaking wisdom within our most challenging life stories. I'm Meg Mateer, a psychology nerd turned business consultant and entrepreneur. Join me to hear from leaders about when things in their lives were breaking down, and to listen for the wisdom waking up. Along the way, we'll explore fresh perspectives like how distress is a driver of success, not a barrier to it, how our personal and professional lives are inherently connected, and how our individual experiences can help solve broader societal challenges. So let's just jump right in and get into the recap of the last nine episodes. Okay, so I think it's pretty clear to see that the last nine episodes were really about activism, being inspired from our distress. And this is where we really connect this philosophy of distress being wisdom that wakes us up, that goes from the individual, the personal wake up to a collective shift. So for example, in episode 22, I speak with Suzanne Noble, and she speaks about and experience being a serial entrepreneur and going into the tech space as an older woman and noticing that there is a lot of age discrimination around her being an older woman in this space. And so from that observation and that frustration, she actually develops a business that is specifically designed to help teach the older generation the senior generation, how to build a business. Incredible, right? She's taking her own distress, and then she's turning it into tools to not only transform her life, but to support the lives of other people. We see the same thing happen with Vivian Aqua's story in episode 23. So Vivian started her career in a very sort of typical corporate um, consulting space. And in her work environment, she experienced racism as well as pregnancy discrimination. And she felt really this toxicity in her work environment in a few places. And her own personal distress not only fueled this leave-taking of that toxic workplace, but it also started a business that she now runs to support both well-being and diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace. So again, she's taken that personal experience of distress and she's turned it into a project. In episode 29, I speak with Miriam Freed, and Miriam worked most of her early career in leadership positions in education. What What happened with Miriam was that her distress was a signal that the system that she was working within wasn't reflecting her own philosophy you see she thought that trauma and understanding trauma and the emotional space was absolutely necessary to support students who especially who are growing up in sort of under-resourced communities and when miriam entered into those school districts ready with her ideas and her creativity to bring that emotional space into the learning space in order to help students learn better, she became completely jaded and she felt like there wasn't even space to have conversation around bringing some of these topics to shift the education system. So she left and now she works as a coach and a consultant to support other activists who are changing the education system. We hear a similar frustration and a waking up of the limitations of the system that we are operating in, in episode 30, when Nora Bateson shares her story. When she had her own personal experience of separation from her daughter while she was living abroad, Nora became much more attuned to the lack of the governmental and immigration systems ability to hold complexity in these really life-changing situations and Nora Bateson works as a complexity thinker she's a she's constantly thinking about how we can better design systems to understand and digest complexity and so this personal experience of distress even more fueled this passion and this dedication to the work that she's been doing. And then you also have maverick leaders who are completely reframing and reintroducing a new story about their own experiences. Sam Swidinski, for example, in episode 27, tells the story about how his own experience of bipolar disorder and dissociation was not only really difficult, but also clued him into deeper themes that were going on in his family system and in his early life. And these became sort of coping mechanisms that he could be able to survive and thrive in situations that were completely out of control. And I think many of us have this experience when We experience distress, it's this reaction to something much, much deeper. And so Sam, after having had this diagnosis of bipolar disorder, decided to write about his own experience, but also to actually become a researcher and work in the field of bettering our understanding in the psychology space In addition to these incredible interviews and stories from individuals, I also included episodes that actually go deeper into the philosophy of Breakdown Wake Up and give you some tools that you can actually use to look at and frame your own distress. For example, in episode 24, I talk about a style of activism that begins with listening. In our polarized world, what we really need to start to do is to really understand the complexity of our individual experiences. And when we open that box, there's so much commonality in what we are going through. And there's so much at the core that can bring us together that we no longer can get seduced by sort of reductionist thinking or polarized narratives because we have that deeper connection with each other. And if there's a willingness to go across the table, we become more resilient to the manipulation of bigger powers, of people or organizations or institutions that want to pin us against each other or give us a story that we are not empowered as individuals. So in episode 25, then I talk about control versus discovery-based approaches to transformation. You know, in this world, we are constantly looking to transform ourselves. And what I noticed as a coach and as an organizational psychologist is that there's a lot of effort to try and control our behavior, control our thoughts, control ourselves. But in that controlling mechanism, we actually deny the experiences and the wisdom that is coming through us as we evolve. And so that control way of trying to transform or change ourselves or change organizations, it can seem like it's making a difference on the surface, but it won't actually make sustainable transformation because all that's being done is on the surface. And also, it creates a relationship between us and our current state in sort of like a militaristic or fighting nature. So, this whole time that we are trying to change, we also create ourselves as our own worst enemy. And if things aren't changed, we are pissed off that they haven't changed yet. So in in observing this in the world, I also take a look at a different approach, which is the discovery based approach, and many different um, philosophies and sort of psychological practices are under this umbrella as well. It's just not, as well-emphasized or well-known. And the discovery-based approach, although it can feel a little bit less tangible sometimes because it's a lot about going into the unknown, although it can feel intangible, it's really, really powerful. And when those shifts are made, they're sustainable, they're lasting. And the other thing that you'll see is that in... Using the discovery approach, our relationships with ourselves or with the current situation is very compassionate and warm. And that compassion and warmth allows for movement. It's not stuck or fixed in like a control mechanism. And that allows for the energy to go wherever it needs to go, wherever it can most efficiently go, which may not have been something that we had thought about before. And again, the discovery-based approach to transformation is what I use as a foundation in my coaching practice, in facilitating groups, in my own life. It's basically now a philosophy that lives within me. And that's, that's how we work with distress, is that we have structure and we have frameworks, but we go in with a curious mind and an open mind to discover what is it beneath, these surface-level alarm signals that we can go into and really discover. In episode 26, I talk about the five types of wisdom that we can discover from our distress. And again, this can be helpful in trying to map out for yourself what's possible or what's potential when you actually look at your own distress. So if you want to understand what those five types are, just go to episode 26. And then in episode 28, I talk about the latest element of this project, which is the Breaking Down is Wisdom Waking Up group program. We did a pilot back in September, and it was so successful that we're having another group that starts in February. There still are a few spots open, so definitely reach out if you're interested. This program is really all about um, making very practical your own exploration of the wisdom in your distress. And doing so in order to get clarity on a particular current situation that you're going through, maybe a current experience of distress, but also to get tools so that every time you experience any sort of distress, you can start to get the wisdom from it. And you can become more compassionate to yourself when you go into those spaces, which allows for more ease of growth and transformation. I have to tell you, when I started using these methods myself, this is when my personal development journey accelerated so much. And then I've noticed, again, this is an eight-week program. It's online. Um, the participants that participated in the pilot program got so much for themselves and so much more than they even imagine because the program is really holistic so it not it not only looks at you but also in, at your relationships at the environments that you're in and so you get to start to make all of these connections to what's really going on in your life and that's what's so powerful about this is that real transformation and personal insight and relief from your distress can happen through this discovery-based program. So if you want to hear more about the program and what inspired the program and what people are getting out of it and who it's made for, check out episode 28. Next week is the final episode of season one of the Breakdown Wake Up podcast. In this episode, you'll hear my reflection on the project in general and get a personal story of how this whole project and podcast even evolved in my own life. Hint, it is coming from a breakdown and my own distress wisdom continuing to knock at my own door. I'll also in this episode give you another frame that you can use specifically to understand your own distress and how your distress can help wake you up into who you really are and get distance from narratives or beliefs that you've absorbed from society that no longer serve you. So stay tuned for that episode. And don't worry, there will be new content. There will be a new season in the summer of 2021. So stay tuned for that. And if you haven't listened to all of the episodes, check them out. Um, review the last nine, but also go back to the beginning. There's so much rich stories from so many diverse leaders. It's it's so worth diving into these stories and getting the wisdom from these other people, and seeing what resonates for you. I've seen a lot of listeners get a lot of resonance and a lot of personal insight from these particular stories. I'll talk to you soon and enjoy. If you like what you just heard, please check out our website at www.breakdownwakeup.com. If you subscribe to our mailing list, you'll get weekly updates about episodes and special events. We also have a growing community of people who are getting excited about this concept and sharing their own thoughts and reactions. Finally, if you're trying to discover the underlying wisdom within your own breakdown and need some help, we've designed special programs to help do just that. Thanks again for listening and remember when things are breaking down, important wisdom is waking up.